T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. Mark Reardon. The heart of America is not government. The center of America is not Washington, D.C. The center of America is the neighborhoods where 330 million Americans are raising their kids and trying to put food on the table and trying to love their neighbors. Mark Reardon. There's nothing worse than a reckless jackass who thinks he's smarter than everybody else. I am the smartest man alive! The Mark Reardon Show is on now. Well, we are uh, a little bit challenged here today, coming off a very, very slow news week, but we will do <laughs> our best on the Reardon Roundtable. First, hi to Sue Thomas as we take you into the weekend. Sue, how are you? I am great. Thank you. We're going to get everyone through this Friday afternoon, take you into the weekend in very appropriate fashion. Let me introduce the panel as we get going here on the Friday Reardon Roundtable. It's Jane Duker, who will have no opinions today on any of the things <laughs> that we're going to talk about. I know. I need to be good. <laughs> yeah, when I had you on last night, I'm like, Jane, go. Uh, and yeah. you can go on this for a long time. Uh, former State Senator Jeff Smith is back with us. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Mark. And then, well, that's not the right mic. So I got here's where I'm thrown off. You're usually over where Goodson is right now, and you kind of sh- when you guys shift spots on me, I get all weird. We like out. to keep you on your toes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Goodson is also here this afternoon. Jeff, yeah, say hi again because your mic wasn't on. Hey, hey, how are you? <laughs> Good. Um, let's do something different because I know where Jane is, and we talked to. Let, let me start with you on all this with Kim Gardner. You, this this is one of those outside of some of the particulars that we'll get to in due time here. It's just this is one of those instances, Jeff, where you can feel everyone is angry. It's been bubbling. I can't go anywhere without someone bringing this up. I was at the MAC for lunch today. I could hear people talking about Kim Gardner on the table behind me. My uh, lunch guest and I were talking about it. I'm getting texts. This story has now gone national. So before we get to the particulars of removing her from office, um, what would you say overall about where we are with Kim Gardner. I don't think anyone expected her to roll over, right? So she's defiant yesterday. Let me just play this one soundbite. I think we heard this yesterday. The Attorney General, as others, used this unfortunate incident and tragic happening to this young lady as a political stunt of an unelected individual who wants to use politics to, one, stop 
the voice of the people in the city of St. Louis. Right. This is nothing more than voter suppression, which we've seen right. on the national level as well as in the state of Missouri. So the general reaction I had from the aftermath of the pep rally yesterday is this was one of the most embarrassing things that people had ever seen. She brings in these supporters. She didn't really want to answer the questions. Now, they did a little bit of a fact check in the Post-Dispatch about some of the claims. We can get into that. But this is a horrific tragedy that occurred last Saturday. And every single day this story has built this poor young girl. We can't forget about Janae Edmondson. She lost her legs. But Jeff Smith, where are you on this right now? Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, first of all, people who go down, they oftentimes don't go down for the worst thing that they've done. They go down for like the... 17th worst thing that they've done, but it happens to be the thing that grabs people's attention and it allows all the people that have maybe been wanting to say something for a long time, the ability to finally come out and say, she can't handle this job. And I think there's, and that's why you're seeing- Let me just correct one thing you said, who have wanted to, who have been too chicken poop to, in my Mm. opinion, a lot of them, but go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's something to that. Um, But when you see someone who, you know, and because- they needed a permission sort of structure right. to be able to do it. And having a victim, and I'm just going to say this, and I'm, I'm sure not this might offend uh, at the risk of offending people in the audience. Oh, please do. Um, there have been a lot of people, you know, who have, and, and Jane has talked about this for years, there have been a lot of victims in St. Louis City who didn't need to be victims because of the inaction and ineptitude at a lot of junctures over the last few years, but they were not, sadly, were numb to young black men predominantly being victims of violence in this city, and it didn't resonate the way that this young woman's story did. And so it, it clearly has been the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, when you've lost Tony Messenger, you've lost Mayor Jones, there is no one left to support you. So I think um, as uh, she, you know, she's misplayed a lot of things over the last couple months. This was not her first political mistake. She had a chance to go in front of a state legislative uh, committee that was hearing a bill that would create a gubernatorially appointed special prosecutor to support her. Right. It probably would have been smart, given the fact that she's down almost 50 attorneys from where Jennifer Joyce left. You know, about three quarters of the you know attorneys in the office are gone. She could use the help. She could have potentially saved her skin had she embraced that and said, look, I'd love to work with you guys. I could use more staff attorneys. Let's figure out a way to to partner and collaborate. Instead, she opposed it. She called it a horrible, you know, sort of racist, sexist takeover. And then instead of testifying in Jeff City and going up and saying, here's the statistics for why you're wrong, she sent someone else to do it who did not come off very credibly. So there have been several mistakes. And ultimately, I think yesterday, the biggest, you know, other than the... Um, I, I believe the city will be the ultimate beneficiary uh, if she's no longer in office. But the biggest beneficiary of her press conference yesterday was probably Andrew Bailey, because this is a good issue for him to run well, on. He, I think he handled himself pretty well, too, and that office has been very aggressive. Chris Goodson is the former president of the Board of Police Commissioners in the city. When we had a uh, Board of Police Commissioners, your take right now, we'll get to the removal from office and all that, but Chris, this, this is just horrible. Yeah, obviously. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more with Jeff. He said it very well and hit every point. I'd like to take a little different uh, angle here and look at, though, you, you mentioned that this is a tragic event that it's allowed people to come forward that haven't want to before. You use the word chicken poop, but that's a lot. A lot of people have been scared on the sidelines. The one group I'm a little disappointed in and needs to speak up a little more is the business community. 
the business community has been silent. And I don't know if they're lobotomized because of the corporate culture of just say the standard platitudes, but it's not like the business community of old. And, and, and don't forget, like the Romans said, commerce is the basic of all civics. That's why we're here. Mark and Chris used to trade furs together, and then we built up a city around it. Business shouldn't, you know, business keeps saying right now in the corporate world, oh, I don't want to get involved in politics. Baloney. It's part of the business community. You can't trade. You can't grow your business if you're not involved in the community. So the business community, I know their boards and different officers don't want some of these CEOs to speak out. They have to. And they can do it in a tactful, very professional way. But they must comment on this. I'm actually going to disagree with you a little bit on this, Chris. All and right. here's why. Well, then I take um, back I agree with you before. It was very kind of you to say. Um, but I think that in this episode, in this instance, when you've got the Tony Messengers and the Tasharas saying it, um, business d- doesn't need to be the people out front doing it because then it gives her more ammunition to try to rile up progressives against these big bad elites that are coming to get her. No. So I, th- so I would just be if 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 I were them right now, I would continue. I would call maybe people like the mayor and say. Thank you so much for speaking out. We have your back right now. We all know that this is the best thing for the region, and we appreciate the courage that it took for you to do that, going against people in your base. But let them be the people out front because they're impossible for Kim to vilify. But it's a dual effort, Jeff. I agree with everything you said before, but it should be a dual effort. You should call the mayor, and you also should speak out publicly. We want to hear from well, the business community. We've had a little community. bit of that, but not as much. Uh, Jane, one of the questions, obviously, at this point is— um, Will this work? Will this result in Kim Gardner not being the circuit attorney? Because that's still a ways off. Right now you have she's not resigning. I don't think any of us expected that she would roll over. Andrew Bailey put the uh, ultimatum down, and now he has gone forward with this process of quo warranto, which has been used a little bit, but very, very little. So will this work? Well, first of all, you're right on the timing. And and, and look, there's not this isn't the only effort. I mean, there's a, a legislative effort going on. To get the special prosecutor, she should have come up. But if she had had the judgment to ask for help, she wouldn't be where she is right now. So, you know what I mean? That's just the fundamental flaw there. I mean, you don't wait six years in and then say, oh, yeah, I'm drowning. So I, the legislative effort is there. So regardless, and I think that bill will pass because I don't think we'll be out of the quo before the end of session. So I think this legislature... Is going to do. In something. other words, define because I don't want to lose people. So this is now filed with the circuit court, but the court there's going to be some time, and then even if there's a ruling from a judge locally, there's probably going to be a, an appeal depending on who wins, right? Go, well, loses. either one will win. I think either one will appeal, and it because right. it's the title to an office, it'll go straight to the Supreme Court. So we'll be right back at the Supreme Court, and and people keep saying, oh, this is like you know you have to prove that she was illegally in the position, and it's like no, there's cases out there for gross malfeasance, abdication of duty. Those are all bases for a quo warranto. Now, I guarantee you that the Attorney General is going to get a ton of evidence. It's not hard to find. Um, and like Jeff said, if you had told me that this was the story that was going to break the camel's back, I, I, I would have never known. It, it, right. it did, right. It did again, pass my rule, my first rule of politics is it's all okay until it's not. And this was just that one last thing. And so I think either way she's going to get clipped. She's either going to get removed from the quo 
or she's going to get the special could prosecutor. There, could there so, potentially, because Cori Bush has not weighed in, I asked this question yesterday, there's a story on STL Today saying she hasn't even weighed in. Obviously, you don't think she will at all? Yeah, but do you think now. there's a scenario where there's enough pressure? Look, they all say I'm not going to resign, I'm going to fight, but we know what happened with Greitens and other politicians as well. Do you think that she eventually caves to the pressure, Jeff? I don't. You know, it's it's tough to say, but I think what you can say pretty definitively is that there's only political gain for Republicans out of this story right now. And so if you take a if you peel back the onion and you say, you know, what's kind of where are things going to go, the legislature, they want to jump out in front of this too. everyone who's in the Senate or the House who's running for, you know, there's going to be contested primaries. This is not a, a purple state anymore. It's a red state. And what that means is that on the Republican side of the aisle, you're going to have people, four or five people probably running for all those statewide offices, which means you may have a dozen sitting legislators running for statewide office. What's one of the best ways right now to get your name out there as being the person fighting to, to depose mm-hmm. Kim Gardner? And so you're going to see, I think, although Andrew Bailey you know, is, is getting out there and he's on Fox and he's everywhere— they're not just going to wait and see how that works out. No, they're, they're going to keep They're going to be all over this. The only way the Democrats can really stop much in Jeff City is through a few Democratic senators standing up to filibuster. And I think the actions and the and the and the um, uh, response to the last you know few days that, that we've seen is that it's going to be really hard for her to muster several Democratic senators to get up and filibuster House Bill 301, the omnibus crime bill, um, just to save her. And not this early in the so session I agree with, either. I agree with both Jane and Jeff that Andrew Bailey's doing the right thing. Dereliction of duty needs to go through that court process and uncover. It will be a long process. I have a question, and maybe yes. this is directed at you, Jane, and, and to educate me is that, look, this is nothing personal with, with Kim Gardner. When someone doesn't do their job, we the citizens have tapped them on the shoulder to do certain duty. If they're not doing it for whatever reason, we should have a method to recall them apparently we don't in here is there a is there some sort of legislation moving through to at least get a recall process set in place not for this particular instance for a future one this is mind-boggling that we don't have a way as citizens because i believe it should come to the citizens to decide does that make sense well yeah here's the problem is the uh, prosecutor and the treasurer are both county offices they're created solely by state statute they're not charter offices. So the charter provisions on recall do not apply to the county offices. So th- there is no state statutory procedure to recall either the treasurer or the prosecuting attorney. It is. And well, and, you know, it just sort of, you know, you see the holes in the law when circumstances arise. And so now you have a situation where they tried the bar complaint. That didn't work. Um, you know, the elections didn't work. And look, I get it. You don't overturn elections you know, lightly. Right. But, but we've done that. I mean, Richard Nixon shouldn't have stayed just because he was voted on. You know, Eric Reitens shouldn't have stayed just because he was voted on. Although he's actually the only person who can potentially save Kim Gardner now. He's tweeting, oh. you know, she's a criminal. We got to get rid of her. She belongs in a jail cell. <laughs> that might be the only thing that, that could save her is if this is perceived as a big win for him, which Republicans definitely don't want to give him. I, I think Republicans and Democrats are like, he's done. You're I the only think... one that you brought him up, Smith, not me. I that, mean, not but, Chris, but, that's for but sure. The but... threat to Greitens, if he, didn't, if he refused to resign, was impeachment, right? He could yeah, have been removed impeach- from office. Impeachment was What's right just, there. I'm struggling with here is that we don't have a method for that. I yeah. would like it to be the decision of the people. Obviously, mm-hmm. one could say she won two elections. Great. But now there is an incompetence issue. We yep. should have a 
method for removing her. I, I just hate that there's, and I get politics. Look, we talk politics every day on this show, but this is one of those where I firmly do believe that the people, and we've seen Democrats like Rasheen Aldridge and Rachel Prouty and others that have finally had enough African Americans, but I, I don't care about the politics, and I, I really like the Republicans to, to focus on fixing the crap the that needs to be fixed here in St. Louis. Like, if she's removed from office, let's find, and I don't care if it's right. a black, yeah, I don't care who it is, let's find a qualified person to do the job because the frustration, the anger on the part of the people in the region right now is that we have too much crime and the city's not safe. Right. We got four people here in this room, two Democrats, two Republicans, and I think we can all agree on someone who'd be perfect, which would be Jack Coder. But he's a white dude. I mean, is that he would be great. But do you do you have someone is is that gonna play well? But Mark, you're spot on. We should be so outraged. If we let if we put this in perspective, this was the streets commissioner or the trash commissioner and they were refusing to sign contracts to pick up the trash. The people would be outraged. Now, they could be removed and fired through due process. But think about this. If somebody's not doing their job, there was trash piling up and there were big, huge potholes, we'd be outraged. This is more important. These yeah. are people's lives. Well, that's 94% the of the victims were African-American of homicide. Absolutely. Right. Jane brought that up last night. And here's the other thing. You know, this isn't your normal bureaucrat. This, this really is life and death stuff. No. We put a lot of scrutiny on the cops because of their position. It, it, the ability to deal with life and death situations. And so you can't mess around. People no. are dying. By the way, we, I, I have to get to a break here, but I do want to, Chris, finish your thought. And then I was. We spent way, too, I mean, we as a community have spent way much too time and energy on this Kim Gardner issue. We have bigger issues to solve. I agree. Making this a productive yep. city to kick Nashville's butt and Indianapolis butt. Right. We've got to move past this. On, on the police front, I have to mention this because um, a couple of things related to this. And this took me, I've mentioned this before, way too long in my life to maybe have perspective like this, but we all have rough weeks. I've had a rough week, stress, all this stuff. I was driving home Tuesday night, pissed off at the world, you know, frustrated. There was traffic all this time. I'm thinking, you know what? This young girl just lost her legs and is sitting in this hospital. Her life has changed forever. Now, I also, on the cop front, look, uh, I have a friend who was one of the first people that rolled up on this scene the other night. And he said... This could put it into perspective. I didn't know this until today. And this is a guy who's seen people's brains blown out, right? Victims. Mm -hmm. He said this was one of the, if not the worst thing that he's ever seen in his life. She was holding her father's hand when this happened. She said, Dad. And then it just happened. happened. And if it wasn't for Dad, by the way, who had medical training. And put a tourniquet on her. Janae would not be alive. The father deserves all kinds of attention. These cops are affected by this. And we have to remember that as well. Hang on. Two more segments of the Rear and Roundtable coming up. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. For a Friday afternoon on the panel, Jane Duker, former State Senator Jeff Smith, Chris Goodson, former president of the Board of Police Commissioners. Let me uh, just touch on a couple of topics that are related to Kim Gardner and the circuit attorney's office. So from this point forward, how do, how do we know, because it's a little tricky as far as the judge that's going to hear this case for the first time on the quote around. So John, Jane, how does that work? Well, because the uh, judges in the 22nd Judicial Circuit, which is the city of St. Louis, they're all going to be or potentially all of them could be witnesses because they were witnesses, witnesses, they witnessed her, you know, cases and witnessed what the office did. So Andrew and, Bailey will depose them. Likely, yeah, right. um, or call them as witnesses. So what'll happen is, so they've recused themselves, all of the judges, you know, in one motion or whatever. They they and it was in writing; it wasn't oral. Oh, and, that's important. Um, yeah, that's important. <laughs> and so they, uh, yeah, so they recused themselves yesterday. So now it goes to the Missouri Supreme Court to pick a judge to hear the case, but, and it can be anywhere in the state. But this process is going to take a while. I, I, I think it will. I mean, you cut off one appeal by it going directly to the Supreme Court. But I also think that, you know, they're going to they're going to put on evidence. They're going to put on a ton of evidence, I suspect. And, so yeah, and the importance of this being expedited is critical. I mean, if we St. Louis and you know, I'm so tired of hearing about Jeff City's getting involved in St. Louis. We're part of Missouri. This is an entry gate to all of Missouri. If this was yeah, happening in some small town in northwest Missouri, most people would say, let it die. 
let them, let them screw their own selves up and go away. But there's too many things here. The Arch, the Stadium, Forest Park. These are gyms for the whole state. So I have no problem with the state getting involved because we are in the state. And the other reason why it's got to act quickly, back to Jeff's point about business before, you know, businesses that don't get engaged, typically they just leave. Mm-hmm. And the businesses are beginning to leave. And that's the worst scenario, period. Then it'll be just us four talking in an empty city. Well, and Jeff, we're, we're getting more national attention on this again. And it's just another black eye for St. Louis. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know what the image, you know, we all think, I think if you were asked, what's the one city that you have an image of that you probably don't want to go to? Maybe Detroit. I've heard Detroit has turned it around quite a bit. But St. Louis is getting tagged with this right now. Yeah, I mean, I wish that we could make... Uh, national headlines, even statewide headlines for positive things going on here. You got Chris uh, Goodson and I were talking about some work that he's doing, bringing uh, there was a grocery store in Pagedale, which is sort of a struggling North County uh, suburb. And that grocery store pulled out, left a whole community kind of adrift uh, in the middle of kind of a food desert there. And, you know, Chris is coming in and bringing his store. Uh, they got a grand opening coming up there. March 7th. Partnering with a nonprofit called Beyond Housing that has built hundreds of housing units throughout that community. They built a movie theater. They've built a small business so inc- great a small business incubator. They've got an Affinity uh, Healthcare right. Center. They're just doing one thing after another to try to rebuild a community from the ground up. And stories like that get so little attention because we're focused on stuff like this. So, you know, I I don't know, you know, you asked, is she going to resign? And one of the things when you have to kind of put yourself in someone's shoes who's making a decision like that is what else could she do well, now? Well, she's, she's right? got a pretty like, good payday, right? And you're not going to give up your paycheck well, automatically. Armstrong Teasdale's not coming to hire her. No. Right? No. Brian Kay's not coming to hire her. She has her, two so. licenses. And there are I good mean, stories. She's a nurse she, and, yeah. an, and an embalmer and her family, business, her family has a business. I mean... Yeah. You know, I, I think she could find employment. It's not well, like she's, she's... going to be, based on yesterday, she's going to be a martyr, too, and she write a book about how she's a victim. And let's be honest. You blame voter suppression and all this other stuff. I don't, who, that's who what I don't line? understand. You know, we had a bear that escaped from the zoo yesterday, Jane, and somebody said, hey, did she let the bear out, too? That's a pretty good line. I mean, it was pretty funny. It was on Twitter. Twitter, well, Twitter I'd never like to fails. say something what Jeff just said, because, you know, there's a tag that the African-American community doesn't care or they're supporting... Ca- the, the Pagedale community... All African American. We went there to their city council. The most welcoming people, and and the council was just going, "Hey, what can we do to help? Thanks for coming here." They want to see things turned around. And one of the biggest complaints was somebody had parked their car on the street illegally for two days in a row, and they were going to take care of that. I'm okay, like, but "There's an active." This raises group. another question because you said something about the business community. Jeff disagreed a little bit with you on that, but where I'd like to hear some, and I, I know this is not easy because you can't hear from everyone in a group fashion, but I think the people who are actual constituents. The mayor makes the case that she's lost the, you know, the, the full trust. faith, confidence, trust of the constituents. Don't those people, like, they need to be heard. Now, again, right. you're not, they're not going doing news conferences, but, but there the are victims, people that live in these neighborhoods that are very angry and frustrated, and they want this to change too, Jeff, the, right? The, the largest ward to vote for the police pay raise four years ago was North North of City. Del Mar. North mm-hmm. City voted overwhelmingly. Oh, More than Francis P. Park. Absolutely. They did. And and I'm just telling wow. you, I mean, everything that we hear that, that but you, you know, they want like, more police, they want safer police, they want you know. And I mentioned Rasheen Aldrich, like yeah, I, was, he's I, was canvass- like, I was canvassing for him a couple of weeks ago so, in, in College Hill. Uh, if you guys know College Hill, it's like you sure. know where the you go up Grand and you see the the water tower right before you hit 70. The neighborhood east yeah, of right. there mm-hmm. is College Hill. It's, you know, tough area that's seen a lot of disinvestment. And you know, the number one thing that I heard at the doors was we want more police, and we don't feel 
safe. safe. And so that's something. Look, when I my district uh, that I represented when I was in the Senate, it was it was a slight majority African-American, but close to 50 50. And so what I did when I was campaigning is I decided one day I'd canvas north the next day south and just alternate days for almost a whole year so that I never got trapped in one mindset or the other. And the two things that were consistent I literally the top two priorities were the exact same north and south of Delmar, which were we want to be safer and we want the schools to improve. It didn't change the whole campaign. And it was and it uh, was just as passionally felt on both sides of Delmar. So a little, little reason I'm, I'm kind of getting fired up here. The reason why I say business community and that means small business, mom and pop shops could get involved because those 30 or 40 people that were at that press conference yesterday, they're just intimidators. They're intimidating yeah, Oh, no, there wasn't 30 and, and or 40. There was 12. 12. They're just yeah. intimidating they people. But, but the little old lady in North St. Louis who feels like Jeff just feels, she doesn't want to pop off for fear of being shouted at, right. criticized publicly. So they mm-hmm. just go about their way. But the, the community needs to stand up to these 12 individuals that are mm-hmm. popping off like that and trying to intimidate people. I mean, I've they never tried to seen... intimidate a press guy there yesterday. What, what the heck is going but, on? Yeah. Who was the guy that was standing next to her? Do we ever figure I out I mean, who well, I was? know Zaki was there. Zaki Broody, he's a professional protester. And then um, who else was there? Who was the other one? There's two of them there okay. that, that are. This is crazy. But, but is I've crazy. never heard the press complain. And they've said we were intimidated and we were threatened. Right. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And that is not appropriate behavior. I mean, a public official is Good like grief. having her supporters, you know, intimidate the press. I, 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 it's not not only is it wrong, violates the First Amendment. It, it's really right, bad. Because the press is our opportunity as the little guy to hear from public officials because mm-hmm. we don't have time to be there. So the press goes there and they're getting shouted down by by these ruffians doing this stuff. It's yeah. ridiculous. People, and it's interesting because people. Like resoundingly didn't like it. I've never understood people who shout down the press at their own press conference. Right. you're, the whole point of it's this press conference was you wanted to come is, and listen to me. Yeah, is, is you want to come listen to me and then broadcast it to like hundreds right. of thousands of people, right. and we're gonna like shout you down. Yeah. I, I don't get it. We need a guy like Mike Royko from the Chicago Tribune. He wouldn't put up with this crap. He, Dude, he, he was one. Look at that, Mike Royko. No one knows him around here. Is one I of know. my. I do you like? Read, it, read a great. I read, book. Him, I read his book. I read him when I was a kid. I read yep. Mike, and he was a crabby guy. Maybe that's why I'm a little crabby. He's inspired it. by Mike Royko. He made Bill McClellan look idealistic. <laughs> Yeah. Which is kind of a good foil. I like exactly. it. By the way, on on that, and I, uh, my apologies to Charlie Brennan, who might be listening. He does check out the uh, the roundtable every once in a while. I, I I did not see Donnybrook last night, but I heard Ray Hartman like defended her. Well, I mean, I did, what, was it Hartman and Alvin said they shouldn't go after her? Yeah, I, I know Bill that McClellan. Based Bill, on what? Bill, I think Bill kind of crushed Ray a little bit is what I heard. Oh, and I will tell you, his his uh, article, his column was Today? tremendous. Yeah. I, I didn't see it, but it Obviously, I there's, there's no piece of conventional wisdom that that Ray no. can't find a way to disagree with. Right. right. That's I think he just does Ray, that by know? nature. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, what else is going on right now? Let's shift a little bit, Jeff. Let's shift to Jeff City in the session and what's going on right now. Are they getting along? What are the other things you're keeping an eye on? Yeah. Um, thanks for the question. Uh, there's a lot of things going on. It's actually been kind of like hotter and heavier earlier in Jeff City than mm-hmm. I've seen it in you know, 15, 16 years of, of being a part of it and watching it. But functional. But functional. Like... For the last several sessions, the Missouri Senate Republicans have not been able to get along, and their clash has held up a lot of bills. Right. Uh, so far this year, they have been able to kind of only move, one move. filibuster. Yeah. It was Thursday or Wednesday. Yeah, they had a filibuster on, on. what topic? Wasn't it gaming? 
Yeah, it, it was, was the fighting over the machines. The, the VLTs, the yeah. video lottery terminals. So that's going to that may be the thing that kind of breaks things up a little bit because Denny Hoskins, the Republican from Warrensburg, is angry that he's not being included, I think, as, as part of the negotiations around getting sports betting. Um, he wants the VLTs to be legalized uh, those, along with that, uh, along with that. He, he wants to why? put it on the gaming bill. As, why is that? Because then it helps these mom and pop gas stations or whatever. Or, well, it legalizes that. something that is already illegal. <laughs> I know that. But I mean, why? Why is he so interested in it? I, I well, no, it. I think. Well, no, I mean, I think that he thinks that they're wrong, and so he knows the sports gaming bill is going to move. So he want they want to make sure to put the VLTs right. on yeah, there. Wanna, it, then why not do it's it? It's just I like mean, a guy on the road that can't find a ride. You find a vehicle that's moving, and you and you and hang you on. on it. That's that, right. That's what legislators do with with their bills that probably aren't going to go anywhere on their own. You find something that's got a lot of momentum, which the sports betting thing has. It's either um, yeah, it's either but, our bills or those yeah, bills. Those are the ones. There, but there is you know so there's some stuff that I don't like as a Democrat. You know that's that's moved forward. But there's other stuff that I think is really good that's happening. Um, you know, Senator Curtis Trent from Springfield and Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman, who I know is a, a roundtable guest uh, frequently. Um, and Phil Cristofanelli from St. Charles, they got a bill to get rid of the taxes on diapers and tampons, uh, all feminine hygiene products, which are currently taxed as luxury yeah, that's products. Yeah. Three times the rate of groceries. What? You know, it's the female these, tax. We call it. The well, why would there be, the there should be a lot of effort? I don't know why it's taking so long to get rid of that, but that so, seemingly that is a good be, thing. And so, everybody's on board. Yeah, right. So, so that's moving. And then another thing also, you know, that Mary Elizabeth is working on um, and a guy named Alex Riley in Springfield. And, and this makes a lot of sense. I think people on both sides are coming behind this is an end to the benefits cliff. Let's say you're on public assistance, you're making 14 bucks an hour, and your boss says, look, you're doing a great job. I want to promote you, make you an assistant manager. You'll go up to 16.50 an hour. But if you're going to lose your your yep. you know medical healthcare. Your, your, your healthcare through Medicaid, or you might lose subsidized housing, you don't want to take that because it's not worth taking that promotion. So Mary Elizabeth Coleman has a bill to incentivize upward mobility by instead of having a benefits cliff that you'll fall off if you take that promotion, you'll gradually phase down from your benefits, which Republicans like because it'll wean some people off of public assistance uh, and Democrats like because it helps, you know, people who are Give living on the margin. Slowly yeah. but surely what I hear Common in the tones from both Jane and Jeff is they're coming over to our side, Chris. I think, I think so. You know what? I love the, the heavy praise. Hey, that's hell, helping out Medicaid is usually one of ours. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Hang tight. We have one more segment to go here. It's a rear and round table for a Friday afternoon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 
looky here. It's the Reardon Ronson. We, uh, I've been wondering, and I think we talked about this a little earlier, if uh, Congresswoman Cory Bush, who is one of the three musketeers with Tashara and Kim Gardner, had issued a statement. Mark Maxwell, who's over at uh, KSDK, one of their political reporters, just tweeted this out. You know, it's funny, Jane. I just read the uh, the statement, and if you look, he's got this on Twitter. I just retweeted this. You can yeah, look okay. at it, at Mark Reardon KFDK. And by the way, thanks to the hundreds of people who have started following this week because me too I, I've picked up more followers this week me than too and I, I have in a long time well it's weird. people that people are angry about this but if you if you read her statement she comes out of the gate very appropriately different than the other statements she focuses on Janae Edmondson yes. and she that the, part of the statement so the is first really two good. pages of the statement are actually pretty good uh, maybe even oh no the first two and then it's we can't allow this tragedy to be weaponized by reactionary forces whose sole mission is to expand brutal and arbitrary carceral strategies that make us less safe. And we must, what, this is where she, can I, can and we I must reject, hang on, disingenuous, misogynistic, the mayor's being misogynistic against her friend here, and racist calls, the mayor and Rasheen Aldridge and Rachel Prouty, they're all racist right now, to circumvent the will of St. Louisans who have entrusted democratically elected local officials to oversee and implement public safety, blah, blah, blah. So she's sticking with Kim. The shark. Yeah, yeah. she jumped. Yeah. But, Here's the thing I don't understand. So yesterday her whole press conference was about how she said over and over again that she had, you know, gone to the judge and asked that the bond be revoked. There was no paper. I am very upset by that. And I'm sitting here going, let's play this to its logical extension, that Kim is arguing that she, in fact, did try to put a young black man in jail without a piece of paper, without a paper trail, uh, without a record, and without, you know, just like a, a backroom deal with a judge. Okay, like, how does anyone think that's progressive? Okay, isn't that what we were trying to get away from? Is these, you know, everything, you know, you should darn well put this and on the on top record. of that, how long has this guy been waiting to get Two tra- years. Two years. Two years. Yep. Well, now it's three. So I'm sitting here going, wait a minute, we're, we're losing sight of due process. If you're going to incarcerate someone... It's, it deserves a motion. It deserves a piece of paper so somebody could go back and say, here's why we did this. You violated your bracelet, you know, 50 times. And so, no, you're, you're, you're clearly not going to play by the rules. Then you had Action St. Louis, them come out, they saying, the problem here is you have too many people on bracelets. You know why everybody's on bracelets? It's because they close the workhouse arbitrarily. And we don't have anyone to, anywhere to detain and, and by the people. Way, when, when Tashar Jones took over as mayor, her and, and Cory Bush and Kim Gardner, that was their first stop. I reminded people it that was, they, the they focused on the criminals, not the crime victims. They went to the criminals right. and propped them up, yes. which is what the Post-Dispatch does all the time. So until I this think, week. I think what we need to be careful of is saying, oh, we're going to put this all on Kim and not examine the rest of the criminal justice system that's getting completely perverted, which is the defunding of police and not policing. There's another leg to this stool that's being completely broken. And that's two legs. And then there's kind of a third leg to the stool, which is 95% of people that go to prison in this country come out of prison. And we got to do better in figuring out what we do to make sure they don't go back. Or go in in the first place. Or go in in the first place. But the majority of people who come out go back again. And we got to do better as a society. I think Chris agrees with that. Chris lives it by hiring people who came out of prison. And I talk about it a lot of the time. But, you know, 
we are failing on the front end, but we also shouldn't and the forget that we're failing on the but back there, end. There too. are so but many. But you don't I, take away from police to get that. I you don't from, take away from police to get that. But you, but you do things while people are incarcerated to help equip them to be successful when they come out, instead of making it harder when people come out and they don't have work history. It's worse. They don't yeah. even have a driver's license. They don't have a place to live. Okay, they don't have this money. This kid is 21 years old, and he should have been behind bars. And I, I heard, I told this story yesterday. I had a business owner in St. Louis County who's had some customers. He's a restaurant owner. Cars, you know, broken into. We know it's happening everywhere. Cop in the county arrested this kid earlier this week. Um, next day, arrested the same kid. Same kid. Juvenile, by the way. So a lot of these are juveniles. So we so can talk about. So these juveniles are not providing the programs to help these kids, and we need to. But need I want to, to bring up that. parents here just a little bit. I know that's a real big mistake. But is it my understanding that the mother rented the car? Didn't this kid have kind of a nice car that he was in the other night too, like an Audi or something like that that the mom rented for him? I'm not sure of that. I've I've heard various stories on okay. that, which is a little disconcerting. But, yeah, that's a problem. And, and by the way, in the Bill 301, there's a provision that gives Medicaid to people who get out of incarceration, and it's a good thing. Absolutely. And so there are good things in that bill, and I think and I think everyone agrees with you on that. Right. And there's well, one more good about... thing that was in that bill that got stripped out of that bill, which would have been the ability for cops to— to charge 11-year-olds in the city walking around open carrying with unlawful use of a weapon. That would have been a nice thing that I think city cops would have appreciated. Well, it would have prohibited but, it, but nobody would have prosecuted but it. But it's we real simple right process. Where we are. Yeah. Again, cities are here to trade and do business, period. If a guy makes a mistake, he comes out and he's hired. He should be. He served his time. Do your time. Come mm-hmm. out. And he does a great job. I want him. I want to hire him at Fields. Do your job. If he goes out and screws up again, then you put him back in jail. It's that simple. This guy here that ran over the young lady should be in jail, period. Mm-hmm. Period. Gun offenses, I mean, I, I, have we A job's not going to help from, him. He has to go to jail the, first. Have we gone away from the fact that if you commit a crime with a gun, you're done. That's that's a good gun law. I mean, if you, yeah. I mean. I've I, never understood that because there should be, and, and they've done this in Chicago and elsewhere, and I thought there was even an effort. I can't remember the name of it, Chris. Maybe you remember. But you, you should have this effort to have the local police, the feds, the prosecutor, which we know is going to be, to say, look, here's here's the deal. You get caught with a, a gun. If you commit a, a crime with a gun, you <laughs> are going to prison. No. And that, that message needs to be sent throughout the community. But unfortunately, I and Jane and Chris may know a little bit about this, but the Second Amendment Preservation Act, I'm using air quotes here, right. uh, was a law passed at the state level, which prohibited local uh, law enforcement authorities from cooperating with yeah. the Fed. Well, I, I think it. that's a misrepresentation slightly of what that bill does. And now there's parts of that that I'm not crazy about. And some Republican prosecutors have expressed concern about yes, it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But but that's not what's collapsing the system. If you commit a crime with a gun, right. I hate, you know, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not into everybody having a gun. and That's not my deal. But when you commit a right. crime with a gun, you're done. The Second and Amendment doesn't give you the right to, to commit, commit a, a crime, crime with a gun. Amen. <laughs> so. And so, you know, and I think you're right. Once the message gets out that not no no guns none like if so why why can't we like get a get rid of the incentive to have a gun because right now they're getting out this kid committed an armed robbery with a gun to steal a gun and by the way the next day she dismissed the co-defendant he walked out the door without conditions without anything dismissed the case and that's From it. the original robbery. Oh, yes. Oh, where, by people. the way, where the victim died and the dad that's... comes on this week and says, nope, he's alive. Well, right? he was sitting in court the day they were supposed to go to trial. So, yeah. And she, again, they relied on the fact that the, that the victim was dead and it was false.
So out of time. Chris Goodson, thank Mark, you for coming in. Thank awesome. you. Mr. Jeff Smith, great to see you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in. Jane's going to hang out a little bit in the next hour. i got to put up with her another hour, but that's okay. I'm God in a you. decent mood this Good afternoon. Day. Hang in there. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.